hey guys. I recently sat down with Christiana from Hello Happy Nest. She is a health and happiness coach and she shared some of her fabulous tips on surviving the holidays, as well as how to gamify getting the whole family eating healthy. Listen in to learn more. Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hey friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of healthy, until I finally learned there's more to getting healthy than eat less and move more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the diet overwhelm and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you with simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. If you are ready to learn to tailor your journey to your current health, implement simple solutions, and achieve undeniable results, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy! to welcome Christiana to the show. Christiana, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you'd all do? Yeah, hello there. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest, Jolene. My name is Christiana Schröter. I'm a health and happiness coach, and I'm also a professor at the university where I teach food marketing as well as innovation and entrepreneurship. I live in San Luis Obispo, California, beautiful place here. And I'm really excited to share some of my tidbits today. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of excited. I, I love that you, you also are a professor in the, the health and the um, food sciences. That's kind of a kind of a lot of what we go into a little bit too. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the whole as we're coming up on the holidays and how everybody either goes, I can't eat anything and they get so stressed out, or they go with the mindset of it's a free for all, I'll worry about it in January. Like, what are your thoughts on dealing with those thought processes? Love it. And, yeah. And a so, happy medium, like the happy medium in the middle. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I love my job description, health and happiness. And that's kind of really what we're going for as we're moving into the holiday season. We want to be healthy, but we also want to be happy. And the one that, one important thing that we need to think about is restrictions or fad diets are really not making us happy. So my main philosophy, and that's my very first tidbit and secret that I'm going to share, is always think about adding. Adding. Never think about restricting yourself because the restriction mindset is going to lead to stress. And I think we have plenty of that as we're moving into the holiday season. So what can we add that makes us happy? Could we add a walk? Could we add some fruits or vegetables? Could we add some water? Could we maybe just add a quiet moment where we are doing some journaling or some reading or maybe just some stretching? And that's really what it's all about. So it's really just about adding the joy in your day. I call it step-by-step to making it a little bit more balanced. And in, of course, like in general, if you think about a balance, it's like, is my life balanced, right? But you kind of need to think about it yourself. It's kind of like questioning how happy am I with my life right now? How much of a problem do I really feel is my wellness for me right now? And if you personally feel it's it's quite well, awesome. 
But if you personally feel, well, I'm struggling sleeping at night, or maybe my back hurts during the day, then think, what can you add that makes that problem maybe a little bit less? Because you don't need a quick fix, and you don't need something that's going to be expensive or takes a long time. Maybe just weaving in a few things here or there. And I can share a few secrets um, that really helped me to do that. Oh, awesome. I would love that because the balance seems to be the hardest. We Everybody goes from one extreme to the other. Like, I can't have any of this or, you know, and, and I also coach on um, if you do have certain triggers, those are probably the only things you should worry about if you know that something's going to set you off on a spiral mentally and physically. But other than that, I'd love to hear some of your tips. Yeah, so maybe speaking about healthy balance, and let me just walk you through. I have two children myself, right? And let me just walk you through what we did yesterday here. So yesterday, we started celebrating my young daughter's birthday. And when you think of birthday, you certainly don't think about um, diet food or anything like that, right? You think about birthday cakes, you think about, um, you know, treats, um, maybe, you know, doing anything that involves um, a lot of um, splurging and indulging. So what we did is basically um, we ordered pizza from a local store and we like to support local businesses and small businesses here. And then the pizza arrived. And I love that you pointed this out, um, Jolene, because my youngest daughter is actually gluten-free. So we have to make sure we get her gluten-free pizza with some veggie toppings right there. And then what we do is we always pair a vegetable with our foods. So yesterday we did green beans and pizza and we had some of our girlfriends over here and it was just lovely. They just ate the green beans with their hands. Oh, no tools needed, right? Yeah. And they ate the pizza and they had an amazing time. And I thought, um, I mean, the, the, the beans were essentially kind of like a finger food and mm -hmm. it made it so much fun for them to connect and not have something really complicated to where I forced them to eat something. You could even have a dip that goes along with the vegetable because um, dips sometimes really elevate what a veggie really is. And it makes it like yeah. another fun social community right there because you could have a dip on your plate and then, you know, you could kind of like, for instance, dip broccoli or carrots or anything in it. Mm -hmm. Then they went outside and jumped on the trampoline so they did some physical activity. And when they came in, I kind of like turned around and I said, how about root beer floats? And everybody was Ooh. excited. <laughs> I know. So that's kind of like, you know, how my day is. Do we think about, well, how many calories and how much fat is going to be that root beer float? That's not the goal. The goal is really to celebrate when you celebrate and weave in the physical activity, you know, the trampoline jumping, they were out there for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, actually, when they came in, I was like, oh, somebody's got to use some deodorant or something like this. You guys were definitely sweating out there. <laughs> and that's fun, too, because you're like, man, I did some cool cardio out there. And then also saying, all right, so cool. You got your your um, energy out. So let's maybe think how else can we celebrate this right now? And we created some cool root beer floats. We put some fun little straws in it. Did we use like these ginormous glasses? Not at all. When you think about, um, for instance, a glass itself. So usually tall, slender glasses tend to look much, um, you know, much bigger than like short, mm. squatty glasses. So you can even do some little mindset 
convincing of, um, well, I, I use a big plate, I put a little bit on there, or maybe put a little plate and put a, the same amount on there, it looks much more. So mm -hmm. you can also, of course, create portion control for your children with weaving in fun little snacks, but not necessarily going overboard by that. And they knew that once they had the one root beer float, there wouldn't be a cup or a second, right? That was basically that. That was the treat of the day. And that's really what we are after. You you enjoy your treat, but at the same time, you also have to think, well, so now um, I celebrated it and that was my cake, so to speak. And, and that's going to be good. We had a wonderful time and it was an amazing birthday. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, you brought up some interesting tidbits about focusing in on it's the treat and then just going back to your life. Like I think too many get in this it's day after day, like they have the one and then they keep going. How do you work with people to get their mindset to shift back to it's okay that I have it. It doesn't undo everything. All my healthy eating that I do most of the time yeah. and just move forward. Like it takes a long time. I think for someone to come out of that, hyper restriction um you know like growing up for me in the 70s and 80s that's what birthday parties were we had our treats at our birthday parties mm -hmm. and things weren't huge they were they were normal size and now everything's supersized and it's treats every day how how do we get back to the mindset that it, it treats for a special occasion or you know, dessert can be a piece of fruit on a regular day and on a special occasion it's a fruit root beer float or a piece of cake Love it. That, that's a, such an important topic. So my my first recommendation is words really matter. It really matters how you as a parent frame what a treat really does. So I don't really like the whole, if you do this, you get a treat. Because it makes a treat look like you're earning it in a certain way. And at the same time, it makes that um, whatever sweet uh, cake, cupcake, root beer float as something that is like a, a very special thing. It puts it up on a pedestal that we actually don't really need to do at all. So it could even be if you do that, then, you know, we go for a walk or we get this book or anything. In general, I don't like using treats as rewards unhealthy treats as maybe use that word mm -hmm. even though I personally am not a huge fan so I wrote my dissertation on healthy versus unhealthy and then I kind of reframed it because again words really matter you shouldn't label foods this is healthy this is unhealthy because as soon as you eat it and you know it's unhealthy you're going to feel so bad that's not the goal the goal is no. not to get labels to food so maybe you can use the label high calorie high caloric or anything like that, um, because maybe a high caloric food is going to be something you should eat in a more, you know, smaller portion than a low caloric food. All right. So what can we do? Like, let's say you ate a ginormous piece of cake. And then on the next day, you're like, well, now it's like, well, my whatever New Year's resolutions or um, good ideas to eat healthy out of the window because I ate that piece of cake there. I mean, who cares? right? If you are that exactly. hard on yourself, that's life happens and you just need to move on. So what I do with my children 
is if you think about a dinner plate right there, we create a variety. So we make sure that like last night with that pizza, we got the green beans on the plate and the green beans, they, they need to be eaten first and at least tried. So it cannot mm -hmm. be, I eat the pizza and then, oops, now I'm full. Well, too bad for the beans. It's not like that. So we, I, I insert very gently some order into the way that we look at food but I don't necessarily label it like, oh, before you eat the unhealthy pizza, we eat the healthy veggies. That's not really how it works. We just say, all right, let's eat something green. I just move with, I just work with colors. And then um, I, you know, my, my, my um, older daughter had her period. And so I really focused during the time of the period when your body's working so hard, I say, we really have to make colors of the rainbow appear on your plate to really replenish your body because you're losing blood so maybe we know we really need to be extra cautious about making sure you're not getting really tired um so you know okay. we, we bought some red beets which are rich in iron we got some butternut squash which is amazing for your skin and your hair and we also bought some foods that not that doesn't necessarily lead to bloating because if you're not feeling well during your period, the last thing that you really need is saying, well, just go for the ice cream, just go for whatever sounds good. We actually need to make sure we're listening to what the body does and replenish with those foods. Yeah. Yeah. So the balance between nourishment and foods that are entertainment. I mean, sometimes I classify them more like that, like love it entertainment foods and and nourishing we've got to always make sure that we go back to nourishing our body mm -hmm. the other foods aren't bad but mm -hmm. they don't have the same nourishment to thrive so i love how you're raising your daughters because a lot of us weren't brought up like that it was oh you got a good grade here's a piece of cake or let's go to the candy store it, it was it was a, a reward mm -hmm. um and exercise was a punishment like the two things went hand in hand. You know, you exercised because you ate bad, but that's really not what exercise is about. Exercise is about being healthy and being able to move. Like the girls had a fun time jumping mm -hmm. and there's no reason why as we enter middle age and maybe down the road when you have grandchildren, you're not jumping with mm -hmm. the, like, mm -hmm. and, and that's where it's like, we've got to start learning from our youth and how we lost it because we know that we know what to do when we raise our kids but we're not doing it for ourselves so like getting that mindset shift is huge um so taking those lessons away fabulous um what other tips would you have to like kind of shift that mindset because you are being you're leading by example mm -hmm. pretty much is that how you run like the household kind of i mean i shouldn't yeah. say run but like you you try to lead in the same way so your children follow you is Com yeah completely agree so words really matter and I love that you speak about leading because that's my next secret so again my first one is don't label foods as healthy unhealthy the children will hear it and they will feel bad when they eat unhealthy foods it and it actually given that I have two girls I really want to emphasize that it could lead to body image issues and it could lead to eating disorders. So making feel people bad when they eat something starts that spiral of, oh my gosh, what am I doing? 
um, every bite is going to hurt myself and going downhill. So let's start with that. No labeling our food, number one, right? The second thing that I do is I have to model by example. So if I don't eat the green beans myself, or if I don't eat fruits myself, my children are going to look at me and they're going to be like, why does she want to eat the green beans and then the pizza? She's just eating pizza. I see her plate is like totally not green, right? You can't do that. So if you purchase something like a vegetable, you better make sure you eat that yourself or at least some alternative. So at dinner, when we sit down, we 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 buy frequently, you know, vegetables and then we we put them on there on our plates because I live in California. So there's a farmer's market right there. We all have pretty much the same plate and that's really not how it works. It's not like I watch them eat healthy and I'm going and grabbing like a donut out of the pantry or anything like that. So that's really letting them know, look, I do that. And this is how we do it. This basically it's totally normal. And you also, of course, need to let them know that um, they have very much a say in the vegetable that makes it on that plate. So they are their own little individuals. Um, they might love broccoli. They might, might love green beans. So yesterday, when we decided what pizza we're going to order, gluten-free pizza, we're going to get a margarita pizza with regular crust. I said, all right, what vegetable do you want to have with it? Do you want to have a guacamole, an avocado? We're making it from scratch. Um, do you want to have some green beans? And so she said, yeah, I would love to have green beans. Awesome. Good. And then, you know, I also like to take my girls to the grocery store because I'm not going to be the one that, you know, does that. I don't want to say it even grocery store is a chore, but I don't want to be out there and buying stuff. And then I come home and they're like, nah, nah, nah. This is not how it works. I'm not raising entitled children. I have them go to the store with me and we're going to look at it. It's like, okay, what's in season right now? Okay, beans, broccoli, mm, looks at butternut squash. Okay, you don't like butternut squash. Awesome. So what other orange vegetable could we buy? Sweet potatoes. Let's do it. So I let them decide it. And then when it comes to dinner time, I say, do you remember you wanted to buy the green beans? So let's make those, right? And it's mm -hmm. not like, oh, here, I got some green beans. And they're like, oh, I don't like those. It's like, dang it, I should have involved you in the decision making. And if your children are really small, what you could still be doing is you're trying different things and weaving it in. And uh, they change their mind all the time. It happened with my kids. In the morning, they like broccoli and at dinner, they hate it. It happens. It's all right. You just move on. You know, you just say, okay, that looks like broccoli is not your thing today. What else would you like? Hmm? So that's really important. Making the your your children, raising them as individuals and making it as something to where they're very much part of a team. Because if you are doing this all together, then it becomes natural and it doesn't become like you do you and I do me. And um, we are we're kind of like all living in our own little universe right there. I absolutely love that to do the whole incorporate all the kids because I do think that they do find that they want it. Like um, I have a few friends that garden and they make their kids go out there and vegetables that they would not eat from the grocery store, they'll eat because they grew. You do they'll that try too. it at least. And then they all of a sudden, they wouldn't try it before. Now they'll try it and now they like it. Mm -hmm. um, getting everybody, the whole family involved and not having 
I mean, I, I don't know what, when I grew up, there was one dinner plate, like there was one dinner, you didn't eat it. Oh, well, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it, it was like, you just learned to eat it and the vegetables. I, I love your approach on that because we always had to have a try a spoonful. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to eat the whole thing. If you didn't like, we were never forced. And, and I think that's a great way, even as adults, don't finish your plate if you don't like something. Forcing yourself to eat something that you don't like. Maybe it wasn't prepared a way you don't like. It, it just, because we don't want to waste, sometimes we do things that we shouldn't do for our health. And then we pass that on to our children, our nieces and nephews, our grandchildren. And that's the last thing we should be doing is we should be like, okay, well, this can go into the compost bin or wherever if, if, if it's not, you know, I hate to waste, but at the same time, it developed, I think there's a lot of 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds that have this relationship with food of they've got to clear their plate. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love, you know, getting the kids involved. They're not going to have that same idea that, oh God. And, and it, it's a disordered eating when you feel like you have to finish everything there. If you, if you don't like it or if you're full. Um, I, um, I was raised, Jolene, to where um, the plate was arranged for me. And then, uh, because I grew up in Germany, you can hear my cute little accent. And to be honest with you, California does not rain <laughs> as much as it did in California. But I was always told, you better finish your plate. Otherwise, the weather is not going to be good tomorrow. I oh, think we, always were told, we were always told that there's people starving in Africa. And my mom never liked it when I said, okay, let's pack it all up and send it. Yeah. That didn't go over very well. I tell you, yeah, now that's like these 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 um myth that we were raised with. So my approach to that, and that goes kind of like to my third secret, is let the children serve themselves. Because they will learn, and it's the same thing with like if they put too much on their plate and then they start ladling sauce on it. I kind of like sometimes give them the warning. It's like, wow, you know, okay. So if if you don't finish all of this, I'm just letting you know, this is going to be really hard to put in the refrigerator because of all the sauce in there. Um, so if you want to save some of it, which is totally cool, I'm just giving you the heads up. If you put sauce on everything, it will be really soft tomorrow. Um, so maybe pick out a piece that you're for sure going to eat and then um, kind of like see where this gets you. And it's the same with avocado, you know, kind of like mush rice with avocado gets really brown. We eat avocado mm -hmm. a lot because I live in California. So you, you, I, I also raise them, let's maybe reduce the food waste. Let's think about it. If you really put a lot of food on your plate and then you, you eat all of it, is that going to be in a shape to where you could put it in a container and continue eating it tomorrow for lunch? Or is it going to be like a total nightmare and a mess and it looks like a battlefield and we have to toss it out, which is cool. But I'm like trying to let them know you can always go back and get seconds. And it, that's, that's the thing fine. is the seconds is a, it's like there's something embarrassing about, especially from a female perspective of going for seconds. It's like, okay. I'd rather serve myself a little and go have more. Yeah. And I think that's just, it's, it's something that needs to be learned across the board and it's okay to have a little bit and go back. It's okay. It's okay. It's not, doesn't mean that you're chunky or you have a problem. It just no. means you weren't sure how hungry you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, that's also really what I'm feeling the the important thing about raising somebody that does not have an unhealthy body image, really connecting with 
all right, you're really hungry right now. But at the same time, you know, let's maybe see how your body feels when you really enjoy the food. You chew very consciously with intention. You enjoy the social piece. You enjoy the culture that went into preparing the food. And then let's see how we feel afterwards. Because digestion takes a little while to come in as well. <laughs> And it's different. I mean, if you're eating, for instance, rice with beans, it does not actually even need to be a whole lot because it's very filling. So that's maybe um, what I'm also really emphasizing. So um, labeling the foods, incorporating the children, and then thirdly, really making uh, the portion control start with um, seconds are totally fine. You can go back, you know. Absolutely. And and I think that that's how we can innately learn portion control is by serving ourselves a little yep. bit and then going back because we often will, oh, well, it's there. It's not enough to save, but I don't want to throw it out. And then you eat it and that becomes where we get this unhealthy <laughs> look at our plates, basically, or we eat, we overeat because our body or we eat too fast. Um, yep. That's a big one. I see a lot is eating too fast because you're, you're, all the hormones don't catch up to signal your brain that you're full. It takes a while. <laughs> like it's, it's, okay. a, it's a slow process. It is a slow. Um, and I just, yeah. I can it's, just get this feeling from you that you, you have a very peaceful meal time where it's all about eating slowly, enjoying and talking probably with your whole family sits there and talks together and, and enjoys. And I love to um, emphasize that because I think we've gotten away from that. As a society, like you were saying, everybody's doing their own thing where if we sat down and ate slowly, our bodies would tell us when we were actually full. Yeah, and, um, and that's and actually um, leading to my uh, next little secret right there. So I like to use the approach that at dinner time, we have like three questions we go over. The first one is, what was the best part of your day? And at the beginning, it's like a muscle it takes a little while to think about it, especially when you had kind of a crappy day. You're like, no, the whole day was just not good. Okay, so maybe think about it. And we're moving on. Maybe dad wants to share what his day was like. And then while you listen to it, maybe your mood lifts because he shares something really fun. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, maybe my day wasn't that bad. Good. And then they need to talk about it. So that's the first question. The second question is really... Um, what is it maybe that didn't go so well today? And let's share it. So it really normalizes failure. And the idea of it is that sometimes when you talk about it, um, you realize what you could have done differently. And I don't really want to do the should have, could have, et cetera. But it leads a little bit to us not being so hard on ourselves, to making it imperfectly perfect and figuring out, well, that's just how it went, right? It's all right, we're moving on, you know, like tomorrow will be different. All right, moving on. And then the third question is, um, what five fruits and vegetables did we eat today? We go over it in the evening. And if we didn't accomplish the five fruits and vegetables, I have these open trays that I kind of um, screwed into the wall. They're these really cute wooden crates and they have fresh fruits in them. So I have one with apples. Right now we have one with persimmons. It's a fall fruit right yeah. there's a very healthy fall fruit we have bananas of course avocados which is a fruit as well we have tomatoes so there are different colors and then it's like right there at the dinner table we're like all right so you, you ate three today that's wow that's amazing you know so let's get the two so look at the bins right there and see what could we add right now 
Mm -hmm. um, again, it's all about the adding. That's how I started my little uh, secrets right here. What could we add right now? Well, maybe banana is too much, but you're going to share the banana with your sister or maybe like an apple. Okay, cool. And you can dip the apple with peanut butter. That's awesome too. Uh, so just figure out some small ways that you can make the five still happen. And it's a little bit of a gamification because mm -hmm. in general, we are humans and we like um, fun. That puts the fun a little bit in the fundamentals. If I were to say, well, what did we eat today that's healthy? That sounds like I'm waving my finger at them, which I don't want to. I want to say, all right, five. Let's give five for high five. All right. So we had this, this, this. Awesome. So let's think a little bit more. And they already know this. So they grab a kiwi and they start spooning it out <laughs> or they grab some pomegranate seeds. You can even get the little cups at Costco and sprinkle them over their food. Um, like it goes really well with broccoli or anything. So that's what we do. Yeah, that's our dinner time. Oh, I love that. That is an awesome. And I love the um, one in the middle about what went wrong or the, because sometimes just getting it off your chest makes it not fester yeah um i think uh, far too often we're like it festers in the back of our brain if we don't get it out and then if, you're right it just move on like mm. bad thing you know things happen just move on and i love i love the the five fruits and that you have all the fruits right there for them to just <laughs> pick, pick something right 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 away come on let's let's fix it let's fix it mm -hmm. yeah um, and 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 of course they they know that and uh, sometimes they're like well I had an apple juice earlier and now I'm drinking an orange juice and I'm like hmm that's you have a lot of teeth in your mouth too right let's maybe not just go for liquid stuff let's maybe grab something that actually requires some chewing right so we don't mm -hmm. want to just drink juices only that's that's like you know I I tell them we actually have to have some texture and as as raw as possible. So not yes. an apple sauce. <laughs> I want an apple. <laughs> we we need the fiber that comes with it. That's the, yes. the, point, of eating, <laughs> the point of eating it is to get the fiber in there because um, it's very good for your overall health. But chewing, um, that's one thing. Uh, fruit juice is it's okay on it, but it's not. It doesn't replace fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I think these are awesome tips, even as adults to have and, and think, okay, at the, you know, be, as an adult, like if you're not cooking for kids, think before you cook your dinner, did you have your five fruits and vegetables? Yep. What could you add to that meal to mm -hmm. add a little bit more in? Like, can you start with a salad as well as your vegetable? Cause you need to, mm -hmm. um, what else can you add tomato with your lettuce and cucumber and then your broccoli or Brussels sprouts or whatever. And yes, being in California, we are very spoiled with the amount of fruit we can get really easily. Um, yeah. And I know across, across the world and across the nation, it, especially as it's coming into fall and winter, it's not as, not as easy, but we, we are very blessed with the amount of fruit we can get just going to the farmer's market. It's like so easy. Um, yeah. And I think people, um, adding like for instance uh, you could easily and that actually speaks for the whole nation our applesauce that we have in our pantry is solely used for baking that's the only reason why we buy applesauce we replace the oil or um, sometimes the eggs in because whenever you make especially the the box cakes it always says oh add half a cup of oil if you think about that that's kind of immense so you could actually fully um replace the oil in one of those boxed cakes with applesauce 
and nobody will know i guarantee you yep. so yep. Um, my- look at it it's a one-to-one substitution but look at it as we are adding something um by all means if you want a little bit of oil put that in there but i i i've been doing this for decades now and nobody ever said this is like tastes like apple no 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 it's super juicy it's super um rich and it still is an absolute cake that will give you a treat minus the oil <laughs> because vegetable oil that's not really like a vegetable right <laughs> no it's not a vegetable oh. one of my favorite subs in the fall is actually a spice cake but instead of using any liquid you just use a pumpkin puree love it love it so it's like you get that extra bout of pumpkin in there but it doesn't taste like pumpkin it just tastes like a nice do you, whenever you substitute a puree a fruit puree it gets it very rich but it also keeps it very moist which okay. surprisingly you would think oil would do that but it never really does now um, it can get pretty dry <laughs> it can um so do you have any more little tidbits for the holidays coming up um mental at, otherwise we'll start seeing what else you have to offer us yeah so a lot of my tidbits for holidays, because you're spending time with family, is thinking a little bit of your day and not thinking, oh, I have to do this, 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 this. Because in reality, if you don't do it, it's actually going to be just fine. <laughs> it's like it's like a rat race to are like, well, and now I have to like create five different sides. Maybe don't right three will be just fine so that's one tradition I started in Germany actually with my family when we looked at our Christmas right so the 25th 24th we realized that we really spent a lot of time just you know cooking foods making sure it's all good it all makes it to the table instead of just spending time with each other you're sure you were in the kitchen but it was really stressful and all of a sudden we Mm -hmm. thought do we really need to make all of these elements we could maybe just create something much simpler and who spent more time playing a game or going for a walk or watching a movie or whatever instead of going all crazy over the food right and absolutely and it's just like the world moved on (laughs) the tree went up it was actually all good and it was like wow it was actually a more enjoyable Christmas than what we had before it's like and there's this thing in Germany to where you go to somebody's house and if there's a lot of food that host will actually come out with um, plates or boxes and you will walk home with some of the food that you ate together um, I, I don't know, maybe you experienced this too, Jolie. I, 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 grew up Ita- I grew up Italian. So it's like, you don't leave a house, an Italian house without food. Like, that's it. period. <laughs> I love that tradition. And, you know, I love the whole potluck thing in the United States. And I actually always encourage people, don't just take your own food back home. Take some of mine, you know, like go to yeah. town. Like, what are we eating tomorrow? Like, go shopping <laughs> on this potluck right now and I mean, think, oh, what do my kids like? What do I like? This is lunch. This could be dinner. I mean, there is all this food anyway. And don't leave the host with like, you know, three turkeys or whatever. Just, you know, oh. take them. So nobody oh, no, wants I, to I, eat turkey for seven days. <laughs> no, I, I'm one of those. I do the cooking and I send it home with everyone. I'm like, I've had my turkey. I'm good. Y'all yeah. take it. Um, 
we, we've definitely done a lot of what you said about condensing and not making 20 different items to go with the meal. Um, growing up, we always did the traditional seven fish and it would just be all day. It would actually be two days in the kitchen on Christmas, like the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, because you had to clean it all, prep it all, get it all ready before you could cook it, before everyone came. Um, you know, we're, we're like, oh no, not anymore. Lasagna, I could do that the week ahead of time, put it in the freezer, pull it out, bake it, done. <laughs> That's it. Um, and you know, the the general thing, if you think about really the, the spirit of Christmas, it's, it's, we are, we are sure we think indulgence, we think, oh, like all these foods, these traditions and all this, but if it really comes down to it, it's really about community. So how mm -hmm. can you create community minus the stress is that you maybe just sit down with your family and you say, all right, what is it that we, we have to have? What are the have to haves? All right. We have to have a pumpkin pie. Cool. Do we have to have four different sides? No. All right, cool. No. That goes. Maybe we go for the one dish thing. So that sometimes just creates such a negative anticipation about the holidays because you're thinking about all the stress that goes along with it, that we're making it so hard on ourselves, especially as females. Like if something goes wrong with cooking, oh my gosh, right? And that's just really not the goal. Um, I actually, man, I take lots of pictures of dishes that I try that turn out like absolute crap. And I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't the keeper. It's it's all right. Um, but in general, I think also about, I don't want to try these complicated recipes during the holidays because that's my time to reset. And that's my time to it? maybe try a new game instead of trying a new recipe. <laughs> so we have some board games on a try instead of like trying a complicated dish in the kitchen. Nah. Don't want to no, do I'm I'm with you. It's about enjoying time with people maybe you don't see every day or even people that you do, but you are spending it in a more relaxed environment, playing games, hanging out. And it's about the community. And I think we've lost that a lot along the way where it became about all the food and you got to have this. And then you've got people who like now have food restrictions that are already stressing yeah. out that there's nothing they're going to eat. It's like, it shouldn't be that hard. No, you know, especially if the meal originally started with, you know, if we talk about Thanksgiving, it started with a turkey, some vegetables and some potatoes. Like it really wasn't this complicated that it is now. It exactly. was very simple. And, and in our house, we went back to it's a turkey, some sweet potatoes and a vegetable. Like it's pretty simple. Not five pies. <laughs> I know. I yeah, love it. No, my, my sister-in-law makes a homemade pie and we're good. And I'm like, if you guys want anything other than what I'm bringing. You guys make it yourself. <laughs> I keep yeah, it simple. Exactly. And that and, you know, that brings up a good point. So I have dietary restrictions too. And in fact, what I do is I have no problem whatsoever bringing my own food. No problem whatsoever. If I'm invited to a party where I know there are going to be foods that I will not eat, or I'm not sure what the ingredients are, I just bring my own food. And you have to be cool with that. Again, it's absolutely not a failure or a feeling like, man, I'm like not fitting in because that's not what it's all about. It's about creating community. If that what rocks your boat, what you got on your plate right there, well, then, you know, just be yeah. proud and eat it. And it's, you know, it's just being there and sharing. This is who I am. This is what I eat. And um, I'm right here because I really appreciate all of you 
And that was my main thing that I wanted to connect with you. And connecting happens with food. And this is the food that I eat to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, I I love that because I think a lot of people stress about it and um, they shouldn't because it's about the people. But we all celebrate events or show love. Like, I mean, our families have all shown love in the form of food because if you didn't have a lot, food was something in a way that they could show their love without mm-hmm. all the extravagant gifts and whatnot. And so we've got to tame it down to, it's about the people. Mm-hmm. And in if you're like, I, I brought up, um, I don't remember where, it was a couple of weeks ago, about like if you're at a cocktail party and let's say you eat before you go, uh-huh. people don't notice it. People don't notice if you don't eat. As long as you have a drink of some sort, and it could be just seltzer water and a lime, no one notices. Nobody's paying attention to what you're eating. So like this fact that we think everyone's staring at us when we eat isn't really true. They don't care. Yeah. They're very- probably wondering, is everyone more, it's analyzing how much I'm eating? Because, But nobody really ever does that. Do you worry about what, I always say, do you worry about what someone else is eating? If not, who cares? They're not worrying about you either. Exactly. And that actually brings up a good point that I'm raising my daughters with to where if you do have these people that care, that say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm drinking this cocktail and why don't you? You should ask yourself, are these actually my friends? Do they respect who I am and what my values are? Because if they think that I'm not part of the group or the event just because I don't do that, then I need to think whether they value my inner inner who I am or whether they just value because I need to do this to be part of whatever is going on there because that's not what it's all about. So if you have these people and you're feeling being forced into something, I tell my, my daughters all the time, I said, if somebody offers you something and you don't want that, you say, no, thank you. And if they still keep pushing, you got to question yourself about why is this person asking me, number one? And is that really something that cares about me? Because in reality, it actually sometimes shows the fact that they might not feel good about themselves. So it Mm -hmm. might be somebody that is trying to maybe drag you into an area um, where they are at right now, and then they just need you to be part of it. It's kind of like a swamp, right? They're like, blah. So we don't want that. It usually says... It usually says more about them than it does of you. And you've got to just stand for your principles because your true friends will make sure that yep. there might be something. It may not be anything big for you, but there'll be something for you or they'll stand up with you for you. So they don't, you know, Nobody. It, it's amazing. Yeah. As I started having dietary issues, some of my friends would be, we'd be out to dinner. Like, no, she asked for more. Like, of this. like she told you to, to do it this way. Just handle it that way like they would say it for me and I'm like okay it was not that big of a deal but thank you like exactly. I know that they're not trying to point you out they're trying to support you so always be appreciative of those that will stand and help you along this journey because it, it's hard um, yeah and especially it, with dietary restrictions it's it's not as easy as people think it's, well you don't make it and this is a sentence that you could use of course let's say you're eating a big salad And somebody comes, you know, whether it's a friend or a family member, and they're kind of really pointing this out like, wow, that's a lot of salad. It looks like a rabbit is going to town there, right? Like, wow, 
I don't think I've eaten that much salad for weeks. And you sit there and you're actually enjoying it. It makes you feel like a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. In that moment, what you could say is, well, you could finish your salad first. What you could say is, hmm. So you're pointing out that I'm eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. And it kind of bothers me. What can we do about that? Right? So kind of like say, well, you know, I, I appreciate the, that you're sharing this with me. But I have to be honest, it kind of bothers me. And what can we do about this? And because sometimes people don't even notice how much words hurt. And they think, again, speaking about like feeling not secure about themselves, maybe they didn't eat fruits and vegetables and they're looking at it and they just try to make you feel bad about this. And that's the goal. It's like the public shaming. And so you could just honestly say that. And if that person like takes a step back, it's like, oh, that did make her feel bad. Oops. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't want to make you feel bad. It's like, well, I'm. I appreciate it. You know, I just want to let you know it it did actually really bother me. It kind of hurts. Yeah. Ouch, you know. So I'm I'm just sharing that with you that you know, this um this comment was really something that um really made me think and I'm letting you know right now. So what can we do about this? Hmm. Um, I, I, especially I actually really knows. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that because you know, when you when you participate in the junk and let's say that you don't anymore because of the way it makes you feel. We're not going to say bad or hell, but it doesn't make you feel good. So you've eliminated foods Mm -hmm. um, that are considered junk food, but they're foods. And people all of a sudden see you eating healthy and they always make comments, Mm -hmm. but nobody cared when you were making yourself sick. They only care that you're trying to make yourself happy or healthy, should I say. So it's one of those that you just have to take a step back. And sometimes it's not even about you and just say, you know what? This is how I eat. Yep. I'm sorry that you don't, you, you know, like you, you don't even have to apologize. You just say, basically, that didn't make me feel good. I'm not judging you for what you're eating. Please don't judge me for what I'm eating. And let's just enjoy each other's company. And usually that'll stop it right then and there. And you're like, I, I don't care what's on your plate, yeah. but you shouldn't care what's on mine. Yeah. Kind of like um, just share your feelings. It bothers me that I hurt this. You don't need to say, well, you are like looking at me and da, 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 da. You can just say, I feel, I feel isolated when people create a big show about what's my plate. I feel um, left out when you, uh, you know, create a little bit of attention towards um, what everybody else is eating and that I don't. Um, So I don't really, um, I don't appreciate the attention. And now I just want to let you know it bothers me. And that's good because you don't tell them, you know, um, you know, you are a bad person. You're more like creating an open conversation about it and sharing that. Hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of that comes up for some people during holidays, seeing seeing family they haven't seen, um, especially when they're making choices to improve themselves. Right whatever that is, because it's going to be different for everybody and family members will start picking it apart. And sometimes you just have to say, look, I have to do this for my health Mm -hmm. and it's fine. I love the food you make. I appreciate that you had me here and I'm enjoying your company and just move forward. Like it's hard, but sometimes you, you have to take the tension off the food. Mm-hmm. I think, and then just say, I'm here to enjoy your company. I missed you. I haven't seen you all year or whatever it is. And then that usually switches the subject right away. <laughs> exactly. And it it's also something to where it, it takes off a little bit of the um, pressure, especially at females 
to um, always be there for others because maybe you need your me time to fill your cup. And maybe that means you're you're not going to watch football or whatever other people are doing, but you're actually stretching or you're going for a walk, you're reading a book or anything. And then people say, well, you didn't watch the game with us. It's like, yeah, that's true. You know, that's totally true. Um, because I actually really enjoyed the walk that I took or the, um, I did a little bit of drawing or the crossword or Wordle or whatever you did. Um, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed that. So I hope you, you guys had a lot of fun watching the football game because it sounds like we all have fun with whatever we were doing. So yes, I'm not a football oh, man, person. <laughs> okay. Yes. We don't watch football in our house. I know that's sacrilege, but... I know it's all right if people do it it's cool too you go you oh yeah oh no we watch it with them like if it's if that if we're enjoying the company and, and whatnot but um I love all the tips you've shared today and I really yeah. really appreciate your time I don't want to take too much of it and um I would love to know two things what you have coming up for the upcoming holidays and where people can find you yeah so I I am a health and happiness coach my business is called hello happy nest like the nest that we all create in our own body to feel comfortable but also the nest we maybe create in our home to find that happiness that we are striving for I am coaching one-on-one -on -one as well as with virtual programs I build community with all my clients and help them to reach their personal wellness goals so my program is called journey to wellness and I've helped lots of other females go on their journey to wellness and reach what goals they were going for. And it's absolutely amazing to see these client transformations. So I have some really cool Black Friday specials coming up. So I would love for you to reach out. Check out my Instagram at hello.happy.nest. You can also check out my podcast that's called Happy Healthy Hustle. And of course, um, feel free to let me know of anything that you can think of in terms of questions or issues I could address. I have a very active blog with recipes, but I also, of course, on my website, I share all my podcast episodes of other amazing people. And that's something I'm always open to suggestions. Awesome. So much. And I will link everything in the show notes. Um, Christiana, I really, really enjoyed this uh, talk and our conversation and um my, my brain's working so fast right now after talking to you <laughs> <laughs> um, that maybe we'll do a part two down the road in a few months and see what else other help we can share and spread the word to get people out of their mind and just moving forward and stop worrying the stress the stress yeah. of the holidays I want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving since this will be airing the Monday before Thanksgiving and um, we will chat soon. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Jolene. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you got some nuggets to take on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. If you found this podcast helpful, could you take 30 seconds and leave a review? Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover my show. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Until next time, have a blessed day.